All right, Northwestern back in action this weekend, this time against the Boilermakers of Purdue. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen today for anything and everything Northwestern. Uh, we've got you covered. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern and you can find us. Make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications wherever you're listening. Make sure you leave a comment. Give us some feedback. We're trying to make the show better at all times. And yeah, let's get into it. Well, Northwestern takes on Purdue on the road this week. And look, Purdue is in the middle of a 6-4 and four season, 4-3 four and three in the Big Ten, still fighting for the Big Ten West. There is plenty of motivation for this team this season. They need to win out versus Northwestern and Indiana, two games that they will likely be uh, pretty decent favorites, and they're big favorites this weekend. Uh, they will probably be that next weekend as well. Uh, they also have to have Iowa lose one of the Minnesota or Nebraska games. They are underdogs against Minnesota this week. So maybe if things go according to the lines, uh, Purdue might be able to squeak out the Big Ten West Championship, the, the division championship here. Uh, they're led by head coach Jeff Brom in his fifth season. Uh, three seasons at Western Kentucky prior to that. As a head coach, he is 64-43. and 43. He was 30-10 and 10 at Western Kentucky, had phenomenal success there in Conference USA. Uh, he is 34-33 and 33 at Purdue. It's been a much, much tougher go of it. Had some solid years to start out, and then there was a decent uh Dipped there in the middle, and then they've bounced back decently well here the last couple years. They're 24 and 25 in Big Ten play under his leadership. Uh, not nothing to really write home about. Around uh, 500, obviously, with a chance to get to 500 this weekend. They have never won the Big Ten West under as a program, I do believe, uh, or uh, under Jeff Brom. They have not either. But um, they, he won two conference titles at Western Kentucky. Pretty up-and-down tenure um, at Purdue so far. This year, they had a tough loss to open the year. They had uh, Penn State, I believe, on the Thursday night of week one. One of the two kind of headliner games of that weekend. And they were the better team playing Penn State in that game. They really were. I thought that they had the game won. They had a lead, and Jeff Brom lost his mind. It was the most baffling thing I've ever seen in my life. He refused to run the football, and as a result, uh, really, he had 
I think three drives where I think he didn't, he may have run the ball one time uh, with the lead. And it really was was baffling to say the least. He kept throwing it around and they weren't even like, they weren't um, high percentage short throws kind of trying to stay ahead of the change. They were kind of deeper passes, intermediate deeper passes. Uh, and Nate O'Connell was doing everything he could to try to pick up these first downs against all odds. Uh, and Purdue was trying to make as many plays as possible. But they opened the door for uh, Sean Clifford and Penn State to come back in that game. Sean Clifford put together a phenomenal final drive and went down the field and beat them 35-31 to open the year. Not exactly where they wanted to start in that one. Um, look, then a few weeks later, they played Syracuse in what was one of the crazier finishes. There were like a bunch of scores in the last two minutes and went back and forth, uh, and they 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 lost to Syracuse in the Carrier Dome 32-29 to in a game that like 50-50 flip of the coin type deal. Like they probably should have won that one too. We'd be looking at this team a heck of a lot differently. If those two games had gone their way, this team would be sitting at eight and two with a lead in the Big Ten West and a chance to kind of seal it down the stretch here uh, without having to have any sort of of help at all. Uh, they lost to Wisconsin and Iowa. Uh, those are those are the the other two of the four losses in those games. Aiden O'Connell threw five interceptions and only had, I believe, one touchdown pass, which is the story kind of of the uh, of the of those two games, definitely. And how uh, when they turn the ball over, they are in uh, they find themselves in trouble more often than uh, than not. Look, they had a huge uh, upset win over Illinois to kind of put them in this position to potentially win the Big Ten West. They had a huge ranked win on the road at Minnesota earlier this year when Minnesota was rolling through teams. Purdue went in to uh, their house and and upset them in a twenty to ten game and kind of dominated them. And it was it was impressive. It really was. Um, they have a chance to make their first Big Ten championship game ever. They have not won the West ever. They have not won the conference since 2000 when they were co-champions. They've been co-champions a handful of times. The last time, and I thought this stat was crazy to me, the last time Purdue won the Big Ten outright was 1929. So... They're in the hunt right here. Northwestern has a chance to play spoiler in this game, and I think uh, that'll be on the minds of this Northwestern team that uh, you know has has had to be on a road on the road a lot here in the back half of the season. Can they uh, put together two more um, performances where they show fight, or is the is the is it about time to to pack it in? Who knows? Uh, in a second here, we're going to look at the Purdue offense and see how they stack up with Northwestern's defense. But first, let's give a shout-out to our friends at Nugenics. You feeling like you just can't get in shape? It's not your fault. 
As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. If you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, and get you better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testafin, It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total T boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs you of, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Your partner will notice the, the difference. While every product professes quality, many other products use generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total T, you get the same clinical potency levels used in trials, and Nugenics formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Nugenics Total T can re-energize your life and help you get back the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you used to be. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator yet, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text COLLEGE to 231231. Text COLLEGE to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at newgenics.com slash terms. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Awesome. Thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's dive into this Purdue offense. It's not exactly maybe the the most potent group that we've we've seen at Purdue, but they are number forty four in yards per game with four hundred nineteen yards per game. Number sixty one, tied for sixty one actually, and scoring offense, scoring about twenty nine point six points per game. They they run for 127.2 yards on the ground every game, good for 97th in the country, but this is where they make up for it, the passing game. 
291.9 passing yards per game, 18th in the country. They're about a 40% uh, third down conversion team uh, that is tied for 58th in the country. They're really, really good in the red zone. They have a 928 red zone percentage, good for tied for eighth in the country. On fourth down, they convert 59.1% of their fourth downs, tied for 33rd in the country. Uh, they also, in the red zone, they, they score a touchdown on about 71.4% of their drives in the red zone. They have a 645 completion percentage as a team. Obviously, the majority of that is Aiden O'Connell. We'll talk about him here in a second. That is 34th in the country. They average 10.28 yards per completion. Not a very high mark, but they do throw it around the yard a lot. We know that, but that is 119th out of 131 teams in the country. They do not allow a lot of sacks, a testament to their offensive line, and their ability to get the ball out of Aiden O'Connell's hands quickly. They allow 1.6 sacks per game, 16 on the year, tied for 40th. They allow 3.8 tackles for loss a game, 38 on the year, tied for 8th. Not a lot of negative plays with this Purdue team, which will be a challenge for a Northwestern defense that, you know, struggles at times to to get sacks, struggles to get tackles for a loss. Uh, the good news, this Purdue team does not run for a ton of yards, and at times we've seen Northwestern get run on. We don't have to worry about that, but you do have to worry about this pass game against a secondary that has been kind of in and out, banged up all year long. They have 243 first downs this year, tied for 20th in the country. 12 interceptions thrown, or 18 total turnovers actually, tied for 102nd in the country. Uh, Six fumbles, 12 interceptions, that is tied for 111th in interceptions thrown. And they have a pass efficiency of 131.82, 79th in America. That's because they do have high interception numbers, and they don't throw it down the field as much as you would like. Some individual performers we need to highlight that you will see on the offensive side that will make an impact. Aiden O'Connell is the quarterback. He's 254 of 398, 63.8% passing this year. His completion rate, 2,675 yards, 6.7 yards per attempt. He has 18 passing touchdowns and 11 interceptions. He has one rushing touchdown on the year. Uh, he's a second-year starter. Uh, he was better last year, to be honest with you. He was 315 of 440, 71.6% completion percentage, 3,712 yards, 28 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So he had 10 more passing touchdowns. Uh, about, I mean, granted, he has a couple games here, but he was 1,000 yards, uh, 1,100 yards ahead of where he is right now, basically, and um, had 10-plus touchdowns on, on his season total. On the ground, you're going to see a few different guys. Mainly, you're going to see Devin McCoby. Uh, he's a, a guy who's got 145 rush attempts this season, 732 yards, seven touchdowns, averages about five yards a carry. He has 18 receptions for 159 yards. Behind him, there is a decent drop-off. 
Dylan Downing, 68 rush attempts, 286 yards. So what, about a third uh, of what his his teammate, Devin McCoby, a little more than, than a, a third. Uh, four touchdowns, 10 receptions, 81 yards. Uh, they have 1,000 yards between the two of them. Those are going to be your first two guys you see, but somebody to keep an eye on, kind of a bigger back, short yardage kind of back based on uh, what you what you see in the stat line. It, it, it shows it. Uh, you have King Doru, uh, 27 rushes, 97 yards, three touchdowns, 3.6 yards per carry, uh, six receptions for 57 yards. Um, between the three of them, they have 14 rushing touchdowns. Makobe um, averages five yards a carry, and then it kind of falls off after that. 4.2 for Dylan Downing uh, and 3.6 for King Doru. Receiving game. This is where you see um, maybe one of the more impressive stat lines you've seen all year, and that is Charlie Jones. a Buffalo, He went to Buffalo out of high school, transferred to Iowa for two years, and is now at Purdue, and he is having a breakout season. He is a star in the Big Ten this year. He has 87 receptions for 1,010 yards, 11.6 yards per reception and 10 touchdowns. He also does a little bit in the return game, was better probably at that at uh, at Iowa, but he has 16 punt returns this year for 107 yards on a 6.7-yard average, five kick returns, uh, 78 yards, 15.6-yard average there. He has a, actually, believe it, Iowa, he had a kick return for a touchdown last season. But look, this guy's been pretty money all year long, and Northwestern has to find a way to to control him, to try to keep him below 100 yards because he's been going for 100 yards a game, basically. Uh, he's been awesome. He has caught a ton of passes this year, and, I mean, 8.7 catches a game. I mean, he's he is far and away the number one target on this Purdue team. Next up, Payne Durham. The tight end, he is second on the team in receiving. 48 receptions, 481 yards, right around 10-yard average there. Uh, six six touchdowns on the year. He is your next biggest threat. Uh, he's a big guy, 6'5", 255. Somebody that uh, it, I could see cause some matchup problems for this this linebacking core for Northwestern that, that really lacks athleticism. I, I don't know exactly how Northwestern plans to stack up with him, but it remains to be seen. Next up, TJ Sheffield is your next receiver on the list. 31 receptions, 347 yards, 11.2 yards per catch, three touchdowns on the year. Mershawn Rice is next, 16 receptions, 214 yards, 13.4-yard average, one touchdown. Really the highest average of the guys you're going to see out there that, that, that can make an impact in this game. And then kind of to round it out here, Tyrone Tracy Jr., 25 receptions, 184 yards, 7.4-yard average, no touchdowns this year. Deion Brooks, 14 receptions, 132 yards, a 9.4-yard average, and no touchdowns as well. And then kind of just another guy you may see out there in the run game, Kobe Lewis, 30 rushes this year, 101 yards, 3.4-yard average, no touchdowns, but does have four receptions for 21 yards. That's kind of how this this what this offense looks like. I think that Northwestern will be fine in the run game. 
it's all about how do you control the 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 tight end? How do you control Aiden O'Connell? How do you control Charlie Jones in the passing game? If you can lock up those two targets and make somebody else beat you, I think Northwestern actually has a chance to hang in there, but I don't know how they're going to match up. Um, I don't know if they have the guys right now and the depth to do so. It's going to be a huge challenge for this Northwestern defense. Here in a second, we're going to switch sides of the ball and look at this Purdue defense that, you know, is solid. And so we're going to talk about that here in just a second. But first, let's talk about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Also, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So now that we've talked about the offense, now that we've kind of set the table here, let's talk about the the defense. The defense. Uh, I don't think I realized it was going to be the numbers were going to be at times pretty decent. They allow 350.1 yards per game. That is 37th in the country. They do allow 25.2 points per game. That is tied for 55th. But as you go here, the numbers do get a little bit better. 116.6 rushing yards allowed per game, which is going to be another game where potentially you could see some tough sledding for Evan Hull and Cam Porter and company there. That is 23rd in the country but they do allow 233.5 passing yards per game, 78th in the country. Don't really know a lot about uh, what's what's going on. Um, I think that there's still some some question marks about the, the Northwestern passing game going into this one. Uh, who's healthy? Who's playing? Who knows? Um, certainly hope that, that Northwestern can capitalize on a pass defense that at times does give up some numbers. Uh, they they have a 308 third down uh, conversion allow allowance rate, uh, which is 16th in the country. So they only allow first downs on third down at about 31 percent of the time. They have an eight an 828 red zone um, al- allowing red zone score rate as well. That is 59th in the country. They, they allow first downs on fourth down 37.5% of the time, 18th in the country. So they're pretty good at getting you off the field. They really are. Uh, they've allowed 171 first downs this year. That is 19th among defenses in the country this year. They are kind of a middle-of-the-pack team when it comes to getting sacks. They, have, they average 2.3 sacks per game. They have 23 on the year. That is tied for 58th. This Northwestern offensive line, I believe, should be able to hold up 
uh, in pass pro should be able to buy time for the Northwestern passing game. And I mean, we'll see how this Purdue, these, this Purdue secondary kind of reacts to that. They get about five tackles for loss for game at 50 this year. Uh, that's tied for 99th in the country. They have forced 14 turnovers, very middle of the pack, tied for 65th. They've only recovered three fumbles, which is really not a lot at this point in the year. But they do have 11 interceptions, which is tied for 21st in the country, and two defensive touchdowns, both of those coming on interceptions, which is tied for 17th. Quickly, let's run through some some guys to keep an eye on, some standouts you might see out there for for this Purdue team. You have Sanusi Kane, a junior safety, uh, 52 tackles on the year, three and a half tackles for loss, one sack, one pass defended, one fumble recovery, two forced fumbles. Uh, Cam Allen, a senior DB, 34 tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, three interceptions, leads the team in that category. 107 interception return yards, actually. One touchdown, five passes defended, and one fumble recovery. A guy who's kind of been banged up this year, Jalen Graham, senior linebacker, 33 tackles, four tackles for a loss, one sack, four passes defended, and one forced fumble. Then you've got the sack guys on this team. Nobody has any out outlandish, crazy high numbers, but you have Jack Sullivan, a senior defensive end, 27 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, Four sacks, one pass defended. Then you have Corday Sidnor, sophomore defensive end, 17 tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, and four and a half sacks. And then finally, you have Kydron Jenkins, sophomore kind of linebacker DN type of guy, 16 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, a pass defended, and a forced fumble. Then on the back end, you do have a couple guys who, who can make an impact in this game. Chris Jefferson, senior safety, 17 tackles, two sacks, 127 uh, interception return yards. Leads the team in that category above his teammate, Cam Allen. Uh, he has one interception return for a touchdown, five passes defended, and then the pass defense leader on this team, Corey Trice, senior DB, 19 tackles, one tackle for loss, one interception, and eight passes defended. That's how this team looks. Stats, I mean... Other than the interception total for Cam Allen, um, nothing is going to – nobody's going to jump off the page and you're going to be like, this guy is an absolute freak and is going to be a problem. I just think that they're a solid defense. Um, and what does what does Northwestern look like? Can they get Malik Washington going off his, his – I believe it was career best – day last weekend with 97 receiving yards. Can you get some other guys going in the passing game? Marshall Lane can, can after his big catch uh, to start the game last week, can he get going in this one? And then, of course, Evan Hull and Cam Porter. They are the key to getting this offense up and running. Uh, I think that that if you can have another big game from, from Evan Hull this game, might be a little bit more competitive than people may think, but that'll be something I will keep an eye on. That's probably going to do it for today's episode. Tomorrow, we will be back with our weekly picks episode, uh, starting with the Northwestern game, then looking around the Big Ten and looking around the country. Of course, it's kind of a sleepy weekend around the country this this week. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. We really appreciate it. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
wherever. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. And you can find us wherever you listen. Make sure you are subscribed and turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see you next time uh, for Locked On Northwestern. I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on social media at CarterBird13. And I'll see you all later.